This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle 2 People's Radio. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Uh, this week we're going to be featuring an interview that we had with Tommy from the band Amorphous. Uh, we were meant to play this uh, about a month ago. I'm not sure what happened. I think we just got slammed with a whole lot of interviews. But uh, we're going to now include that. So we've got um, that coming up, taking up two sections of the show. Then we're going to have a look, read back uh, to Master of Puppets, who's celebrating her birthday today. And then, of course, we'll finish it all off with some Kiwi metal at the end. So, first off, we're going to feature one of the tracks off the newest album, Halo. So, the first track we're going to have is the On the Dark Waters. We'll have the first part of the interview um, after that. <laughs>
Today we're talking with Tommy from the band Amorphous. They're about to release their newest album Halo on February the 11th uh, through Atomic Fire. Um, so that's very, very exciting. How are you doing today, Tommy? Hi, how are you doing? Uh, very That's good. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. So you guys have released um, one video from this um, album so far to give us all a sneak peek, uh, The Moon. Could you tell us a little bit about that video and the song? Well, that was quite obvious song for the, I guess, the new uh, first single because it has like almost every all the elements we have as a band. And so uh, I think right i mean you guys have been uh, over there in finland i mean you guys are sort of going through struggles with still with the covid and everything how is that affecting you guys being able to get out and about as a band i mean to be able to record a video how i mean did you have to you know go through a whole lot of red tape to be able to do that I was about to ask you how far you got through the the Queen of Time cycle and um, the touring and everything before COVID get you got to you, and, and you've just answered that for me. That's absolutely brilliant. But I mean, it must have been heartbreaking to have to cancel thirtieth anniversary um, shows. Yeah, that was. We were prepared it pretty well. We did actually once one uh, like three shows in Finland. Actually, it became six shows because we had to half the audience and play two shows in a night. But we had like uh, three decades of our band's past. Uh, one night was like uh, from 90 to 2000 and so on. So it would have been very nice tour to do. And uh, we were practicing all the old, old stuff as well. So didn't feel too good to have to cancel everything. But... Uh, now we just have to go forward because we have new album out. We don't, we cannot like do it afterwards. 
Yeah, that's right. And I mean, and that's it. I mean, I know it's affecting you guys hard, but it's it's a global thing across the you know, every all the bands are feeling it, especially you know with. I mean, the touring thing, because that's where, you, for you guys, a lot of your bread and butter is that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it must be so um, difficult. I mean, how's that affecting your guys' planning in the for the future at this point? Well, we're hoping that, uh, actually, one year ago when we started to work with this album, and we knew that we were going to release it, February 2022 we were hoping that everything would be more normal so uh, so far we our first tour should be on April in US and Canada and uh, that still seems like it's gonna happen I don't know but so far we haven't like cancel anything from this tour but uh, we will see I, I'm skeptic about things but uh, <laughs> just crossing my fingers and uh, hoping Oh well, fingers crossed for you guys as well. I mean, yeah, you, you you got to live in hope at these times because I mean, <laughs> you can't otherwise it does your head in completely. So, um, getting back to the the new album that you guys have just finished recording and everything, um, could you tell us a little bit about the the cover art because you've got Valinor doing it again? Is that right? It was um, well, cover art is from Valinor, the French guy who did uh, two albums as well, the earlier albums. So uh, in that sense, we are calling this uh, some these three albums as like trilogy. Even they are not real, really like uh, that we were thinking them to be. But it's the same production team and same uh, artist for art and uh, stuff, stuff like that. So that's why they are a little bit have the same same kind of feeling. But uh, but yeah, what were the what was the question? Sorry. All right, that's absolutely brilliant. So, could you tell us a little bit about the the writing and recording process that you guys went through this time, and 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 much of the differences, and about where the journey started? Well, we started actually like uh, one year ago. Yeah, I think it was January last year. Yeah, we started to practice new stuff, and um, we were supposed to go to Sweden again with the Jens. Jens is our producer studio, uh, but uh, we couldn't, of course, so uh, Jens tried to come to Finland instead, but he couldn't as well because there was just some rules uh, changed at the day, same day. So uh, we practically did it like uh, he was producing it from like uh, distance. So oh, wow. we were sending him files and he was commenting and uh, things like that. Esa was the only one I guess, and the Tommy, the singer, who went to Sweden for a few days. But it was a better situation at the time. So, uh, but it, it wasn't that bad as I could imagine that somebody is trying to produce you from like through the telephone. Uh, because we knew, we've been working with Jens a few albums now, so we knew what he wants and what he uh, like uh, demands from us. So, uh, so it, it it was quite okay actually, and the studio was like uh, ten minutes walk distance from my home. So it's to me it was very easy. 
Excellent. So, how do you guys do the, the the writing? I mean, do you guys write separate guitar parts, or is there any particular person that comes up with any things? I mean, like who does the the, the lyrics and all that? Is it all down to um, the singer, or, or how how do you guys work with the, the whole writing process? Well, lyrics comes from like outsider from the band because uh, Becca Kainulainen, and we've been working now like fifteen years. He's not in a band, but he's like an artist. He writes uh, poems, books, and uh, performing artist as well, and paints. Uh, he's like a friend of ours, and uh, he he will do the all the lyrics because none of us are very are not like very interested about that <laughs> that part. So uh, it it works for us. It's good cooperation. But uh, uh, when composing music, we have six guys in a band and every Right, so we always have like almost too many songs. Like this time, time we had like 35 songs when we started the process. But uh, we are always give the whole, whole package to Jens, our producer, and he's picking up like this time he was picking up 13 songs, which we recorded. So we don't have to argue about like uh, which songs there should be on the album. It's easy to us to let leave it to Jens. Well, that was it. I mean, you guys have been doing this now for 32 years. You've got 14 albums under your belt. I mean, how do you guys keep it fresh? I mean, you're obviously keeping it extremely fresh if you're coming out with 30-plus tracks for for each album cycle. Yeah, but uh, I guess in our case, it's just we don't want to put too much, like, musical limits so we just just should like try to do what Amorphis is doing. It's more like uh, we feel like we can do musically what we want, even though we we don't do like jazz music. We yeah. don't want to do it, but I mean, uh, there is certain things that feels like it's Amorphis stuff, but still we want to uh, take like influences and. Uh, inspiration from like other musical stars as well and uh, different things in world so uh, that's main important I guess to keep it like fresh to ourselves and it makes it fun not like uh, it doesn't feel like work still <laughs> so uh, yeah well that's incredibly important isn't it I mean that, that's got the whole essence of being in a band and why you want to be in a band you know it's all about having fun and you know, getting together and, and writing some cool music and expressing yourself. Yes, of course, especially when making like music or art or whatever, it shouldn't feel like work, even, of course, it's work, and, of course, we want to make things professionally nowadays more than when we were younger, but uh, it doesn't, like, uh, change that. It should be, like, fun, and uh, uh, I couldn't imagine us to force, like, having this like normal job and we hate each other and we just have to do <laughs> this and blah 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 so I, I rather would do something else but in that case but uh, this is still fun it still feels like uh, what it was feeling like when I started to play guitar and uh, we, we have uh, fun times together we get along very good and we are good friends so that makes this like a it makes it a uh, dream job to me, um, but uh, it would be, of course, 
interesting to me, I guess. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, a lot of people sort of think about, you know, oh, the, the, a lot of the bands are struggling with the financial side, but it's also the the fact that you guys have, that's your job and, and it's your activities. That's what you do. That's what keeps you functioning and not being able to get out there and do it. I mean, it's the financial cost, but it's also that mental cost as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But we are lucky because, uh, of course, we had this uh, album project, so, of course, we got a little bit advanced, which, of course, goes, uh, a lot of it goes to a recording cost. But uh, we have that, and we have some, uh, like, uh, royalties coming. So, but, of course, it has been affecting, but uh, we just have to leave, like, more, more safe <laughs> uh, too much things just trying yeah. to survive but uh, but uh, in smaller bands and like technicians and people like uh, that uh, have been struggling even more because they don't some what I know my friends they don't have any income from anywhere so that's that's that sucks so yeah, we've been like uh, okay side still but uh, yeah I don't know how how long this could go on well hopefully not too much further um...
fortalessa. Ensin tulevat korpit, kieppuvat kuokuen yllä. Vanha vaimo on sanaton, sinun sanasi, kärmeen kuiskaus this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases brought to you by NPR Battle of Two Peoples Radio. Okay, we're now going to play the second part of the interview with Tommy from Amorphous. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to tr- play the track The Moon, which was another single off their latest album, Halo. Um, and after the second part of the interview, we'll finish off with a track from Queen of Time, Among Stars.
back to the music. Um, how, how does the music come to you? I mean, how is it that you um, create music yourself? Is it do do you hear music? Do you see music, or is it? I mean, and and does it come in in what sort of form? You know, I mean, do you hear like a complete song, or do you hear a, a, a riff or a, a a lead, or how does music come to you personally? Sometimes I hear it, uh, sometimes I, once I had it in a dream, but if you have that kind of experience, then you start to <clears throat> think like, where did I steal this from? You know, you never, <clears throat> you never can be like, sure, because I, I think every song has already been made and uh, melodies, so <clears throat> you have to like think first week, like, okay, what is this? And then, then you start to work on it. But then you just have to go go with that if you don't uh, you don't know what it is. So, but sometimes it's just like jamming. Me as like songwriter, I'm very slow and uh, I get bored very easily. Like uh, this song, what I'm trying to do, I might get bored and then I open the project like in one year and then it might sound like fresh again or something. Then I start to work with that but uh, I'm very slow sometimes it, some ideas comes like uh, like uh, very fast and it feels like very easy but it happens like once in uh, three years <laughs> but uh, like ASI and Sunder they, they always have like 15 songs when we start to I don't know how they can be so productive but uh, <laughs> uh, I might co- concentrate too much like small details too yeah. early so that's that's what I'm trying to do everything like too perfectly in uh so I get bored to that very easy but yeah it changes yeah oh, well, I mean it's definitely right. worth taking its time and, and getting the, the the process right isn't it oh yeah yeah oh mate that's absolutely brilliant so um from this newest album what would you say would be your favourite song or the song that you're most proud of so far that changes as well, but uh, right now I like like Wolf. That's very good. I like my name is Knight. It's so different, and uh, I like the uh, Petronella, the female vocalist there. And uh, I like the I like the whole album. I, I don't know if there's that much like highlight to me. It's yeah. more like uh, I like the whole what the whole album sounds like because that's what we always still want to do the album not like just songs there and there yeah but uh, it, when we start to play those hopefully someday live uh, that <clears throat> that always affects like uh, then you know what what songs more, most uh, work as live so that affects how, how much I love, I love the song as well yeah exactly and how it goes across uh, with the crowd and everything so um, you said oh, you've yeah. got some um, tour dates over in um, the US and Canada. Are you guys getting like a, a release show at all or anything like that? I don't know still. We just published this tour and uh, it should be like, I, I don't know how the things are there right now. I don't. I have no idea. My friends, Ben Swallow, the Sun just came back and they didn't have to uh, cancel any show, so I very much hoping that it would be like a normal tour of course we have like 
Oh, mate, it'll be, it'll be like riding a bike, buddy. It'll be like... It'll be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So could you tell us a little bit about the release formats? I mean, I assume you guys are doing the traditional CD and uh, and downloads and all that sort of stuff. What about vinyl variants? Have you guys got into doing that? The vinyl, yeah. Well, I'm happy that we have like vinyl version from every album we have made because I love the vinyls and started to collect them as well, like again. Uh, because when CD came, we just started and I didn't like that piece of plastic thing yeah. ever so uh, I'm uh, very glad that vinyl is coming back and uh, it's it looks better and it feels more like something like uh, valuable I guess so uh, yeah uh, this have a, a and B side I think that's important <laughs> I'm building build, building an album with uh, still trying to think it that way like this is the perfect term for uh Oh, that, that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm fairly close to your age as well, and I was brought up the same way. And when CDs came into, um, and we were able to suddenly appeared, I mean, it was a strange thing. Um, I was still stuck on on cassettes and and, and vinyl. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it is awesome to have this. Uh, what seems to be a resurgence. A, a, a vinyl and, and, and heaps more collectible items I mean I mean, it's great for the punters it must be helpful to you guys as well yeah I guess overall it's great if people are buying, buying the uh, albums again so that's of course there is a lot of like good things about Spotify maybe as well but not like financially so in the end, of course, it affects to uh, uh, like quality of the record well, recordings right. and stuff like that. But we've been lucky in that way, so we we have been able to do do it like uh, we don't have to like think it too much when we go to studio. Oh mate, that's absolutely fantastic. So with the the whole COVID and, and effect and everything on the industry, I mean, how do you think, or how do you guys think that you're going to have to change the way that you guys work? I mean, I mean, how do you think you guys are going to have to adapt with this whole COVID effect? Uh, excuse me, can you repeat? The line went. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so, um, with with the whole COVID thing and, and all that sort of thing, and, and how it's affecting the industry, how do you think you guys are going, or have you guys got any sort of plans to how you guys can sort of adapt to the new way of doing things? I mean, because with the way the industry is looking at the moment, touring so you know so difficult and things. Yeah, I, we tried that as well to do like uh, stream gigs and uh, we did I think two stream gig, gigs and uh, it was like fun thing to try but it never replaced the real life right. so it was just strange when you had the song and there's like three cameramans and uh, <laughs> that's it that, yeah, we're pretending okay this is the gig but it, it doesn't feel the same so oh, I can only like uh, hope that the no, no, the old normal comes back because uh, that's so different to have like a stream gigs or whatever. I think music is meant to be played, or heavy metal is played, made to be played like uh, in front.
front of real audience and it's the full experience comes half of it is a, from audience side so uh, to me it's very important to have that that uh have it like that oh no damn straight that's it and yeah it, it's been uh hard times uh waiting for shows to get back on and running again back to the new normal I've um, only got a few moments left with you, so I've got um, one last or two last questions before we let you go. Any chances of you guys planning to get down to Australia, New Zealand in the next year or so? Well, I hope so. It's been like nine years almost, I guess, when we were in Australia. Uh, never been in New Zealand yet. So we, we hope so because we had so much good time. And uh, especially this time of year, I would like love to be there instead of in Finland <laughs> <You're too right>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah we've, we've been like pushing our agents once in a while like uh, book us there book us there of course it's so far away so yeah. it's not easy but uh, that's what we hope to do and try to do oh mate that's absolutely fantastic ok I've got one last question for you before we let you go and that is words of advice for young musicians Thank you so much for your time today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. I was extremely lucky and I managed to have a listen to the whole album today. Dude, it rocks, mate. And I think you're being a little bit humble there. I think the album kicks ass and fans are going to love it.
Radio proudly brought to you by NPR Metal to People's Radio. Yeah. 
If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and the latest new releases... Brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two Peoples Radio. Okay, we're now going to do a little bit of a Metallica celebration. Uh, We're going to be looking at, um, we're going to play two tracks from the Master of Puppets album, which was released this week, way back in 1986. So we're going to be celebrating that with uh, two of my favourite tracks from the uh, album. First off, we're going to play Welcome Home Sanitarium and The Thing That Should Not Be, two great Metallica classics.
Metalatu Metal Metalheads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio.
Okay, and the next two tracks are going to be off the Garage Inc. album, which is basically the Garage Days Revisited EPs, um, alongside some newly recorded covers that they did. So first off, we're going to have something from the newly recorded stuff. We're going to have Astronomy, and then we're going to have something from the old albums uh, with The Small Hours. Four winds bar 
it's a nexus of the crisis in the origin of storms. Just a place to hopelessly encounter time and then came me. Radio proudly brought to you by NPR Metal Two People's Radio.
support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. G'day and welcome to Battle 2 Metal, Metalheads Radio. Local, national and international news, interviews and our latest new releases brought to you by NPR, Battle of Two People's Radio. Okay, for this last section being the Kiwi section, we're going to be featuring the band Bleed This Earth. Um, first off, we're going to have uh, two tracks from the original uh, EP that they released and then we're going to have something from their newest um, but first we're going to start off with the track As I Waste Away um, and then go straight into 16 Years <laughs> Thank you. 
Metalatu Metal Metal Heads Radio, proudly brought to you by NPR Metalatu People's Radio.
And our final track for the show is a new one from Bleed This Earth, and it's the track on the eve of my death. Go grab the album, The Slow Decline. Absolutely banger. I love doom metal. So this is absolutely fantastic. Out of Wellington, check them out. (laughs) 